This is the Truth Hurts Program. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Truth Hurts program for April 21st, 2023. I'm your host, Steve Z. Let's get right to the headlines, shall we? The first headline reads, Anheuser-Busch CEO addresses the backlash over Bud Light partnering with the transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Who cares? You can address it all you want. You have managed to outrage and enrage many of your conservative beer drinkers around the country. You saw your stock prices plummet as far down as $6 billion in value at one point. It has recovered somewhat since the initial backlash. And in honor of that stock drop, I'd like to play the following two clips. There's a queer on your beer, and that's just the start I fear. I have found another kind No more but like beers You can sell it to the queers Cause you have lost your freaking minds Well I'm gonna keep a drinking But I'll just find a different brand Them bush boys have a problem and they'll soon understand There's a queer on your beer And you've made it very clear Straight folks have found another kind I won't drink anymore Since you prefer to go the back door Budweiser's lost their freaking mind chose to back the woke now I hope your brand goes broke cause you have lost your freaking minds I'm gonna keep a drinking but it just won't be but light unless you change your thinking it might never make things right there's queer on your beer and I won't shed a tear Cause you have lost your freaking minds There's a queer on your beer It's just the start I fear So I went and found another brand No more Bud Light beers You can sell them to the queers I have found another brand Yes, I'm gonna keep a drinking But it just won't be but light Unless you change your thinking And try to make things right 
there's a queer on your beer and I won't shed a tear cause Bud Light has lost their freaking minds thank you very much I apologize for the singing in that one. I'm not really a singer. I'm just the host of the Truth Hurts program. And I apologize for the sound quality of the next one, but it was recorded on a cell phone, so cut me some slack, okay? Bud Light presents Fake Women with Penises. Fake Women with Penises. Today we salute you, men who pretend to be women because you failed at being men. This is Mr. Pretender. Thanks to your idiotic woke marketing department, the former number one beer in America has been reduced to the bottled and canned urine sample of American wokeness. And that's a shame. Why is those stock prices going to die? Never before has one brand gone from hero to zero so quickly. And you did this to yourselves, Bud Light, so pull up your big boy panties and take the blame for your newfound shame. Crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Mrs. Pretender. Your new business model, go woke, go broke. Panty liner on the bush, St. Louis, Missouri. Now, I don't own the copyright to either the Hank Williams Sr. song, Tear in My Beer, and I don't own the rights to the Real Men of Genius music that was produced outside of the Bud Light marketing department. That was someone who produced a copy of it. But I want to make sure we don't get sued. So there you have it, folks. My take on the Bud Light controversy in general, here on the Truth Hurts program. Even the White House press corps is all abuzz about the transgender influencer, the guy pretending to be a girl and being celebrated by Bud Light. Take a listen to this exchange at the White House press corps. The transgender actor and influencer Dylan Mulvaney has been the target of a barrage of attacks from anti-trans individuals online after she did an ad with Bud Light uh, a couple of weeks ago. When a transgender American uh, posts a, a, a video about a brand of beer they enjoy uh, and, it, and it leads to bomb threats, uh, it's clear that that level of violence and vitriol against uh, transgender Americans has to stop. And the president has been very clear. I just laid this out. The administration uh, has uh, is going to do everything that they can to protect LGBTQI plus people who are under attack. And that's what we've been seeing across the country, especially in state houses. And so we're going to fight alongside them to protect their rights. Uh, they should be allowed to be who they are, who they want to be. And they should be able to speak out uh, against, and we should be able to speak out, and others should be able to speak out against hate and discrimination. Uh, but look, that type of uh, uh, dangerous rhetoric, that type of vitriolic uh, uh, language uh, and violence, that needs to stop. Now, I will say that I am 100% opposed to anyone making a bomb threat because someone doesn't like queers and transgenders out there. But I think, aside from violence, anyone who speaks out against transgenderism and all this other aberrant behavior, all this other aberrant lifestyles, that's within their First Amendment constitutional right to express their opinion, as long as it doesn't get violent. And since our government is giving preference to queers, lesbians, transgenders, minorities of every type, and trying to quash the opinions and the speech of normal people, you know, the 99.99% of Americans who are normal, and maybe that percentage is off, but without all of this media attention and Democratic Party pushing for this queer transgender agenda, probably about 99% of Americans would be just normal human beings. After all, we are animals. We're mammals. We're supposed to do what mammals normally do. 
males have intercourse with females and have more mammals. That's the way it happens in every part of the mammal community. But in America, we're trying to push this queer transgender agenda onto everyone and people are getting sick and tired of it. A female volleyball player has testified to physical and mental trauma since being injured by a transgender athlete. A female biological girl with a vagina playing volleyball was injured while competing against a male player, a failed male who tries to pretend to be a female. And that happened last year. This female high school volleyball player testified Tuesday to the mental and physical trauma that she has had to deal with since the incident. Speaking during committee hearing at the North Carolina legislature, Peyton McNabb, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed senior at Hiwassee Dam High School in North Carolina, recounted the lingering injuries that she has suffered from since she was attacked, struck in the face by a ball that was spiked by a very strong male competitor pretending to be a female in a match last September. She suffered a concussion and a neck injury that to this day she is still recovering from. Other injuries she still lives with include impaired vision, partial paralysis on the right side of her body, and others. She is experiencing anxiety and depression. On Wednesday, North Carolina lawmakers passed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, which would prohibit male athletes from competing in the female division of school sports. Transgender students can still participate in co-ed sports or those that match the sex they were assigned at birth. In other words, if you're born with a vagina, you're going to get to play girls' sports. If you were born with a penis, you get to play boys' sports. McNabb said, I was unable to play the rest of my last volleyball season, and although I'm currently trying to play softball, I was not able to perform as well as I have in the past because of the injury. She spoke alongside former University of Kentucky star swimmer Riley Gaines, a real woman, who faced and tied with Leah Thomas, a biological male, at the NCAA championship women's race. I'm here for every biological female behind me, McNabb said. My little sister, my cousins, my teammates. Allowing biological males to compete against biological females is dangerous. I may be the first to come before you, but I won't be the last. On Thursday, the House of Representatives advanced a bill that would federally ban male athletes from competing in girls' sports, but Joe Biden said it is very unlikely that he would ever sign such a thing into law. The bill passed through Republican support because not a single Democratic member of Congress voted for it. That is the sickness in America. And even Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, a guy who still claims he's a woman, but still has his beans and franks intact, supposedly. He called Joe Biden's Title IX proposal an attempt to destroy women's sports. Caitlyn Jenner is a transgender who claims to be a female. He ran for governor in California once and lost. And now he's a Fox News contributor, although we're supposed to call him a she. Bullshit, I say. But Jenner rightfully called out gropey Joe Biden, the president of the United States of America on Wednesday, over newly proposed Title IX rules. The former Olympian, Bruce Jenner, now who calls himself Caitlyn, slammed this as an attempt by the administration to destroy women's sports. You may recall earlier this month, the gropey Joe Biden administration rolled out a proposal that would expand the scope of Title IX's so-called protections by broadening the meaning of sexual discrimination to now somehow include the lies of gender identity. I'm telling you folks, it's sick, it's twisted, it is 
wrong. This is the Truth Hurts program. And this goes all the way to my entire thought that the Democratic Party is behind this for some sick, twisted reason. The 13% hyphenated American minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries of New York, downplayed the widespread concerns on Thursday about biological males competing against biological females in sports competitions, completely and totally ignoring all of the different females who have come out showing actual evidence of physical injury being perpetrated upon them by failed men pretending to be girls. Take a listen to this clown. And for me, this is not about politics. This is about being there for all of America's children, including transgender children who just want to be able to live and to belong and to make friends. That, that's something that all Americans, I believe, all decent, kind-hearted Americans fundamentally support. And the extreme right Republicans are trying to sensationalize an issue that doesn't really exist in the way that they are falsely portraying. Okay, I'm going to break this lie, this series of lies down for you because Hakeem Jeffries is lying to you. Let's start. And for me, this is not about politics. For you, this is not about politics. Then why are the Democrats so hell-bent on ramming this issue down the throats of American? This is about being there for all of America's children. No, this is about giving special privileges and breaking the rules for one group of America's children who are being force-fed lies that they can suddenly just change their gender. It is a lie. You cannot change your gender. Your DNA makeup, your chromosomes tell you whether you're a boy or a girl. When you slide out of the mother's womb or come out through a cesarean section, the doctor looks down and says, there's a penis there. Congratulations, you have a boy. Or, absent a penis, the doctor looks down and sees a vagina and says, congratulations, you have just given birth to a girl. Including transgender children. Who do not exist. You cannot trans your gender. It's not physically possible. Who just want to be able to live. So are you saying that Republicans just want to go out and murder children who have a sick mental illness thinking they can change their gender? I've never heard a Republican say go out and kill transgender children, or adults for that matter. And to belong. Well, you would belong if you would be normal. You have a mental illness if you think you can change your gender. Mental illness needs to be treated, needs to be treated for what it is, mental illness. And to make friends. Well, maybe they can make friends with their trans friends. But most normal, thinking, common sense people don't want to associate with someone so freakishly different because they have a mental illness that they rightfully fear that that type of behavior might want to be emulated by their own heteronormal children. That, that's something that all Americans, I believe, all decent, kind-hearted Americans fundamentally support. In other words, I'm going to insult you and tell you that you're not decent and you're not kind-hearted if you refuse to accept the lie 
that the Democrat Party is pushing that somehow you can snap a finger and magically change your gender. And the extreme mega Republicans are trying to sensationalize an issue. Wait a minute. Let's go back to this again. He said extreme MAGA Republicans. He's using that Joe Biden dog whistle word. And the extreme MAGA Republicans are trying to sensationalize an issue that doesn't really exist. Oh, it exists all right. It exists because out of the 15 headlines that came out this morning, the news feeds that I receive as the basis for our program, 11 of them were about transgender this, transgender that, aberrant lifestyle this, bad behavior that, all related to the so-called LGBTQIA plus transgender mental illness in America, perpetrated by and supported by the Democratic Party. In the way that they are falsely portraying. They're not falsely portraying it. It's there. People are being injured by so-called transgenders, guys pretending to be girls and causing severe injury, permanent disabilities to people. Riley Gaines, the swimmer, is calling out the Democrats who oppose the women's sports bill. She says the Democrats will pay for this in 2024. Former collegiate swimmer Riley Gaines expressed her gratitude for House Republicans' efforts after the passage of the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. That's a cause that Riley Gaines, a real woman, has spearheaded in recent months. She offered a stern warning to the Democrats, predicting that that party will pay for their stance in the 2024 upcoming elections. Riley Gaines pointed out how ironic it is that the left, the Democrats, were once the party that embraced women and fought for women's rights, and now they have totally flipped the narrative. It shows that a war on women is underway and the Democrats will pay for this in 2024. She said, when this NCAA official reduced everything that I had worked my entire life for, every girl at that meet had worked for, for their entire life, down to a photo op for a biological male, that's when I knew I'd had enough. And I was done waiting for someone else to speak out on behalf of real female athletes. And there might be a queer on your beer if you're still drinking Bud Light. There might be a transgender trying to beat up your little girl in the swimming pool or on a volleyball court. But the transgender garbage and the gay, lesbian, homosexual, queer, whatever LGBTQIA garbage is even permeating churches. According to the Religion News Services, United Methodist Church clergy reportedly face a complaint and a church trial after marrying a non-binary couple. The two United Methodist Church ministers who co-officiated the wedding, Reverend Paige Swain Presley and Reverend Elizabeth Davidson, say they were informed in late February that a formal complaint had been filed against them, allegedly for officiating a same-sex wedding. Allegedly, they've been told that they've been asked to surrender their clergy credentials or face a church trial in the Mississippi Conference of the United Methodist Church. The threat of a church trial comes as the UMC is splintering over disagreements about the ordination and marriage of its queer members. The UMC Protestant denomination has lost more than 2,000 churches since 2019, strengthening penalties for clergies who perform same-sex weddings. The departing churches tend to be theologically conservative. The concern is the church is moving towards affirming queer clergy, same-sex weddings, etc. But you see, Matt and Miles Caffiero identify as non-binary. In other words, they say they're neither male or female. I guess a look between the old legs would straighten that out, don't you?
The reverends say that the Book of Discipline is silent on the topic of weddings between two non-binary people, while on other matters it directs deacons and elders to act according to their consciences. Well, you guys screwed up. You get what you deserve. Hope you lose your congregation. This is the Truth Hurts Program. I want to buzz through some of the other headlines quickly. ESPN stars blast Joe Biden. This in the publication The Comeback. Kevin Harris says in recent weeks and months, the Biden administration revealed plans about those Title IX changes. And many, not just Riley Gaines, not just Bruce Jenner, are complaining about it. Fox News' Tim Narazzi says Manchin grills Energy Secretary Granholm on the Biden electric vehicle push. Joe Manchin, the Democrat, says let the market go where it's going to go. I agree. Quit trying to ram things down the American people's throats. New York Post writes, CNN's black staffers are angry that Laura Coates has lost the anchor slot. Scandal-scarred CNN faces more infighting, this time from black staffers who are furious over the network's decision to deny an African-American anchor, Laura Coates, the full-time gig. It's moving it girl Caitlin Collins to the primetime slot. I'm black. I can't get the lead anchor spot at a failed network. How bad must you be to not get the anchor slot at a failed network? Another headline reads, AOC and other Democrats reintroduce trillion-dollar Green New Deal to end fossil fuels. A group of Democratic lawmakers led by AOC reintroduced the Green New Deal, a sweeping piece of legislation that would cost taxpayers tens of trillions of dollars and simply end fossil fuel production in the U.S. The Democrats, Cortez, Ed Markey, and others say their legislation would tackle the climate crisis, which doesn't exist. I can only say thank God in heaven that the Republicans are in charge of the House of Representatives. Madeline Coggins writes in Fox News, Real estate experts shred Biden rule that punish homebuyers with good credit. It is madness. I don't know if you guys have heard about this one. It's very important. A new rule proposed by the Biden administration will have good credit homebuyers paying more each month to subsidize cost for high-risk buyers. The changes that are being put in place will begin this May, May of this year, and it will impact buyers of homes and the economy in general. People who pay their mortgages on time, people who have earned good credit scores are going to be punished under this new Biden initiative. The fee that's charged is called PMI, Personal Mortgage Insurance. The FHA charges this PMI and it is designed as an extra fee. You buy insurance to ensure you're going to pay the mortgage, not buy a house, destroy a house, and simply let the house go back to the bank because you don't pay your mortgage note. People with lower credit scores and riskier loans are paying PMI. According to experts, borrowers with a credit score of about 680 will be paying an average of $40 more per month on a $400,000 mortgage on the rules of the new Federal Housing Finance Agency that goes into effect May 1st of this year. The costs are designed to help subsidize people with lower credit ratings who are also looking for a mortgage. So if you have a high credit score, 680 is a pretty good credit score, mine's 830, but nobody's counting, you will have to pay more. You could be paying as much as $100 more each month if you pay your bills on time and have a good credit score than somebody who has a crappy credit score. By the way, this isn't about first-time home buyers. 
There's nothing in this rule that says it applies to first-time homebuyers. It applies to anyone borrowing money that's insured by the FHA. The Federal Housing Finance Agency, which oversees federally-backed home mortgage companies Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, is doing this to punish people with higher credit scores as a way to subsidize people with lousy credit scores. That's not the way you grow as a country, as an economy. You're essentially saying, hey, you spent recklessly. You lived well above your means. You stopped making your payments on time. But have no fear, the Democrats are here. And somebody who's done it the right way is going to pay for you. That's not how capitalism works. That's not how our economy is designed. It's putting us in a situation where, just like in crime world in minority land, there will be no consequences for people who make bad decisions and borrow more money than they can pay and default on this loan, that loan, this credit card bill, etc. There's already enough headache and heartache when trying to apply for a home loan, but Biden's rule change will add yet another headache. The financial colonoscopy that you're going to have to go through will be brutal. And guess what? If you're borrowing from a local community bank that's under tremendous pressure, it's going to be even harder for everyone to get a loan. And the worst part is Biden is doing this right now when the real estate market is dropping. People can't afford homes as it is under Biden's two plus years of record high inflation. And now Biden's raising interest rates on every single type of loan you can have. The supply of homes is alarmingly low, but on the price side, homes are more than $100,000 more expensive today than they were just three short years ago in February of 2020. We have an affordability problem. The real estate market is at a standstill because sellers don't want to lower the price because they know what their neighbors sold for nine months ago. Buyers don't have the buying power they used to have because of Joe Biden's inflation and Joe Biden's rising interest rates. Now throw in the fact that existing home inventory is already low and add this new punitive damage on people with decent credit scores, you're causing financial ruin. And finally today in the New York Post, anti-work pro-welfare Democrats are in a food stamp fury over attempts to cut costs. Representative Jamal Bowman is a Bronx, New York Democrat, a black African-American 13% hyphenated minority member of the House of Representatives. And he says, cut and snap will lead to homelessness, incarceration, and death for 38 million Americans. He's pissed off about a Republican House proposal to encourage some food stamp recipients to simply get a job. In 2019, while Donald Trump was still the president, the federal food stamp outlay was around $70 billion. That's a lot of money. But since Joe Biden took office in the year 2022, food stamp capital outlays are now over $140 billion. That's more than doubled. Republicans are simply trying to cut costs. In the 1996 Clinton welfare reform legislation, it was limited how long able-bodied adults without dependents could collect food stamps without a job. That provision at that time under Bill Clinton had broad bipartisan support. But Democrats now no longer even pretend to support self-reliance because they get more votes by giving away our tax dollars to people who refuse to work. You might recall at the beginning of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus pandemic, benevolent President Donald Trump suspended the work requirement. The mandate, however, is scheduled to simply resume in the summer of this year, because that's how Bill Clinton and the bipartisan Congress mandated it. The Biden administration and the congressional Democrats will not 
allow this to happen. The Joe Biden appointed agriculture secretary, a Democrat, Tom Vilsack, justifies waiving the SNAP work requirement by saying, groups with typically higher unemployment, including rural Americans, black, indigenous, Hispanic, people of color, and those with less than a high school education would have been disproportionately harmed by requiring people to go to work. John Fetterman chaired that House committee hearing, and I played parts of that ridiculous display of stupidity yesterday. The controversy over the work requirement took center stage at that congressional hearing that John Fetterman, the inept, chaired on Wednesday. Mike Braun is a Republican senator who said, our workforce participation rate still has not recovered from government shutting down our economy during COVID and from President Biden continuing to pay people to watch Netflix long after the pandemic had ended. And 18 states, including, surprise, surprise, New York and California, have waivers that exempt food stamp recipients from having to work. Here's your food stamp card and go out and buy pretty much anything you want with it. We're not going to question you. Half of the able-bodied adults that don't have children in the entire nation don't have to work and receive food stamps. Hey, it's your tax dollars paying for this, folks. If you don't complain about it, then there's no chance anything will ever be done. I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audio Nautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.